welcome to a special edition of Her Story on the Rocks. Normally, my co-host and I, Katie and Allie, would be sitting here having cocktails talking about famous women in history, but sometimes we like to talk to women who are sharing history, recording history, writing about history, and making history happen. We have a very special guest here with us today, Heather Mayo-Smith. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Alexandra. We're so excited. Heather is the co-founder and CEO of StoryFile, an app that will preserve the future ability to interact with loved ones. And she's here with us today to tell me a little bit about it. Can you tell us, though, first about yourself? How about myself? Um, So I am a wife, a mother, entrepreneur, uh, and kind of a, a story buff. Um, I grew up listening to my grandparents' friends' stories and trying to learn as much about life from them as possible. So I've always just been a very curious person. So Awesome. So one special thing about our show, I'm glad you brought up your grandparents, is that we always um, drink or serve or create a cocktail to go along with what we're doing, hence the <laughs> Her Story on the Rocks. So I actually, for this episode, found my um, maternal grandmother's favorite white wine, and oh. I put it in my paternal grandmother's um, coupe glass from when they got married, from their toast. Oh, wow. So here it is. Oh, so All nice sweet. And fancy. I, I know. I was like, I better not break this glass. <laughs> it is a, a dry white, um, a little bit bubbly though. My, um, my grandmother loves a uh, white wine. And then my other grandmother has since passed, which is why I have the coupe glass from her wedding. I love sparkling <laughs> white wine. So big fan. <laughs> All right. So let's start with kind of the most obvious and really interesting thing is you are a female CEO Mm -hmm. uh, and you happen to be a CEO of a tech company. So that's like a double threat, right? For women. (laughs) So what is it like to be you? (laughs) Uh, It's actually pretty cool. Um, So now I'm the CVO. Okay. Way better than being a CEO um, because I actually get to just envision and innovate all day, uh, which is cool instead of uh, raising money and dealing with growing this business. <laughs> so <laughs> I, get to, I get to play, which is awesome. Um, it's like anything, you know, it, uh, starting a business is hard. It's really hard. Um, I think you have to really love what you do and really believe in your mission to change the world uh, in whatever way you you are with your business, and um, that'll get you through it. But um, yeah, it's challenging, and it's different every day. Every day is a new challenge. <laughs> so, from what I was looking at, did you found this company with your husband? So yes. So um, I partnered. I partnered with. Uh, the USC Shoah Foundation to do a project with Holocaust survivors. Um, and that was back in 2010. And 
since then we've gotten married and since he kind of built that you know we we went through the trenches together um with the concept that i brought to them uh, to build uh to interview these holocaust survivors in a way that would replicate a conversation that people were having um you know long after they, were, they had passed away so I was going around the world with these Holocaust survivors and the one, you know, the one question I kept getting over and over and over again was, can I do this myself? Can I do this with my, our, you know, my parent, my grandparents, my parents, can I do this with the founder of our company? Can I do this for presidents for, you know, anyone who has um, all these people that, that museums are built around like, uh, civil rights activists or um, just people in our world that have shaped our world and how we understand it. And so I thought, okay, well, what would it be like if you actually made it ubiquitous, made a way for everybody to tell their story this way so that future generations didn't have to go through autobiographies, which, you know, as you know, don't have, uh, nonverbal communication. So you're actually only, you know, getting kind of half the story. Um, you're not really getting to know them. You, you can read about it, but, or they don't have to go through hours of, of video or something and watch the whole thing at once. They could just ask the questions that they want to ask, have a conversation wherever it leads and be more engaged, be an active learner in the, in this information, in this history of theirs. So, and I just wanted, I wanted everybody to be able to have a conversation with their relatives and famous people so they could learn about life in general. Yeah. You know, it, where they it, came from, what they did. It seems to kind of uh, be more of an interactive experience than, yeah. um, when I was first looking into it, I was like, oh, story file, that's interesting. You could have a grandparent kind of sit down and make like a video diary, but it's so much more than that. It's a, a way that you can replicate conversation. And I started thinking about it and I was like, that's kind of like the portraits in Harry Potter. Like you can walk up and talk to them yeah, and walk exactly. away and they kind of interact with you. We did a, we, in fact, we did, uh, we interviewed two of the Tulsa massacre survivors mm. and there were hundred when we interviewed them, they were 105 and 106, I believe. And we made these massive posters with them and you point your phone at it and you just click and poof, they, they come alive in your phone and you can actually ask them questions and talk to them, but you're looking at the, at the poster. So it's kind of like we did that Harry Potter spin. So it was cool. <laughs> People loved it. So can you kind of explain how the app story file works a little bit? Mm -hmm. So like, do you collect the research from interviews and then plug it into like a technological system so it can talk mm -hmm. back to you? So what you're going to, what you would do is you'd go on to story file, you create an account, you would choose the questions that you want to ask in the interview. And there's over, you know, there's 2000 of them. So there's, plenty of questions to choose from. Um, and then it's, it's literally just point and shoot. So you, then you've got, you 
you hit record, you can record it with your, you can do it with your phone, you can do it with your laptop computer, you can add a webcam to your computer, do it whatever camera you've got. And you just hit record, you answer the question on the, on the screen. And then when you're done, you hit stop recording. You can review it, you can save it. And you know, if you like it, you can save it. Or if you wanna re-record it, you can re-record it. Most people, we encourage just to keep going. Um, and then you go on to the next question and pretty soon you have your whole life history right there, right there. Um, people, it, it's a really interesting process actually for you as, as the person answering the questions and for the people that are asking and the questions, if you want to have a relic that asks the questions and then, you know, you just answer them. Um, so they're learning about your life as you're telling it to your story file which is really cool. Um, and it's really interesting for the people that are going through it because we ask a lot of questions that you might, you know, you haven't thought about these things in a long time and you might not have ever been asked these questions or even thought about what this is to you, you know, the, the questions about yourself and things that you've done and why you've done them. You might not have ever really thought about it or articulated it to anyone. So it's a very interesting process to go through your whole life and just have that and look at it again over over time. But then future generations will be able to just have a conversation with you, talk to you, ask you questions at different points in their life even when they have different questions for you. Like they get into different things, they learn, they go through life as you know, their journey throughout life and then they, all of a sudden they ha are curious about different things. So they might want to talk to you and ask you how you dealt with those things and what you went through. Yeah, that's, it's such an amazing resource. My, um, my grandmother right now has dementia. And when uh -huh. she has her good days, she brings up all these memories. And I'm like, man, I can't believe I've never asked her about that before. And it mm -hmm. would have been such an amazing thing to have to just to be able to, you know, introduce her to my children in a different way, because they yeah. know her how she is, you know, now as versus how she was 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. My husband, um, my husband's father was diagnosed with dementia and his granddaughter, or my husband's daughter asked if she could use the technology to record him. And at the time, she recorded 300 questions that he answered. And today he couldn't answer any of that mm. just wouldn't happen yeah um, but amazing. i would encourage you to to record as much of you know as many ask for as many questions and record it as you can because there are you you do have it you get these spurts you know where they they are and they do remember you'll remember their their past mm -hmm. which is really interesting um which is what you really want to capture so they'll remember their past more so than their recent, you know, mm. near future, so, or near past. How, what differences have you found since you started this in 2010 with Holocaust survivors to mm. today? Like, has COVID had an impact on people being like, yeah, I want to do this with technology? Or are they like, no, I'm tired of looking at a computer screen? No, actually, I think that it's, I think it, well, the one thing obviously that COVID has done for all of us, even younger generations is 
made you stop and realize how precious life is um, and that anything can happen at any moment. So the value in telling your story and leaving your legacy and or leaving something behind of you, um, I think COVID really brought that to bear. Um, also online learning in general, I think that it's really revolutionized how people look at communicating and learning from other people via video. So mm -hmm. that's been a, you know, our solution for a lot of things has been a godsend to a lot of companies and individuals throughout COVID. So one thing I've noticed or that Katie and I have noticed in a lot of our research is that when we um, look into women, they tend to be the family story keepers and the family storytellers. Have you seen a lot of that in, oh, you know, I could ask my mom or my grandmother remembers that, like mm -hmm. handing down recipes and traditions and, you know, ideas. Have you, have you seen that in what you've been doing? Um, I think you, you're probably, you're right to intuit that women do communicate that and they, they pass on a lot more, I think, naturally. Mm. Um, I do think that there, so what we found in our research is that there is definitely is a memory keeper mm. and every family has one or two or, you know, several. Um, and those are the people that are interested more so in, in documenting all of their their family's history. So they will be the ones to interview all the other, all the different individuals in their family. Um, the men and those stories, they have a tremendous amount to tell, especially, you know, given their, if they're in their eighties or nineties, you know, mm -hmm. what they've lived through has just been amazing. Um, I don't think that our future generations of, at least I, I hope not, but I really don't see future generations living through as much as that generation has. So that, from that perspective, it's amazing to hear. Um, I, it, it's interesting that it turned out to be almost 50-50 as mm. far as those, those memory keepers being men or women. We thought it would be more women, um, but when asked who they would interview first, men and women in this that kind of came up as these memory keepers, most of them said their mother mm. first, which yeah. is interesting to us. So, yeah. That is. So when, did you just wake up one morning and you were <laughs> like, this is it, I'm going to go interview Holocaust survivors and I'm going to then create this app based on feedback from that? Or was this like a slow burn for you? Like, what were you doing that led you to this idea? Uh, I, so I was creating um, kind of experiential exhibitions, that uh, traveling exhibitions, for mostly for um, museums and libraries and school systems, et cetera. And... I was interviewing a lot of survivors and watching a lot of survivors, uh, Holocaust survivors talk in public. And it occurred to me that the moment 
and you probably experienced this, everybody probably has, you just never noticed, but, or you might've noticed, um, you go to a lecture and you listen to the whole lecture, fine, great, very interesting, learned a lot, but then they open it up to Q&A. All of a sudden, the, the audience changes, the, the energy changes in the room. That's what we wanted to, to replicate for future generations because that was the moment when people got to ask their own questions that they would really connect with that history and it really would become personal almost because I'm asking a question, you're answering my question it, and you're, I'm conversing with you, right? So you get this whole different level of engagement. We wanted to capture that. Now, I don't know. It's probably some people would say it's a gift. Um, I I have this. Um, it's either a blessing or a curse. Um, to see, okay, if you can do this and you can do that, why can't you do this? Um, and I I was never, you know, I'm I'm not. Uh, I wasn't trained in technology or like I'm not a technology person so it really helped me in that I didn't know what was not possible so I looked at things like I looked at things around me and said okay if if you can do this then why you should be able to do if you can do y and you can do z then you should be able to do x um and it was just a matter of keep asking why and how you know, how can we do this? Why, why can't you, why are you saying you can't do it? And figuring out a way around it, figuring out, okay, there's got to be a way to do this. Um, it took about four years to really, uh, really nail down what had to happen in order to make it feasible for people to communicate this way um in the way that we wanted and it wasn't until that that you know the four or five years was up that I realized it did work the way I intended it to work because I didn't know nobody knew if it would work the way we intended it to work and that it would build that engagement and and that personal connection um but it did so Mm -hmm. and then you know like I said people would just ask me can I do this for myself? And finally, it was just like natural to say, okay, what if we did look at how to do it? What would it take to do that now? Right. You know, mm-hmm. and then just go through the whole process, the whole, yeah. building, the whole building process all over again. <laughs> yeah. It seems, um, it seems, it seems to be such a non-passive way to learn and to interact. Oh, yeah. Hundred um, percent. That yeah. you're, you're right. In the pat that that's a great word to use for it. Non-passive, mm-hmm. because we always say it's um, it's user-led. So it's in you know curiosity-led. You, you really do have to engage. Right. So when you're asking the questions um, mm-hmm. of whichever person is on the screen. Can, do you get like sample questions ahead? Can you ask the questions in any order? You can ask them in any order. Okay. You can ask, so if that person has answered, let's say they've answered 300 questions, you can ask the second question. You can ask the 294th question mm-hmm. um, right after it. 
right after the second question. Um, there are, if you don't know what to ask, like you, you, you're faced with a, a story file and you don't know where to start, let's say, you, there is a hints bar on the side usually, and that will tell you kind of what topics this person talks about or what kind of questions you can ask them. So it gives you a little bit of a hint, but uh, the intent is for you to have as natural of a conversation as you can with that individual. So without mm -hmm. intervention at all. Um, now there are some uh, story files that are gonna be more focused on a person's special, you know, specialty or talent. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a, uh, there's a mobile app that's gonna be released I think they're trying to release it in August and it's using StoryFiles technology. It's powered by StoryFiles. So you're able to have these conversations with these athletes, mm. but you know, you can't ask them anything, <laughs> but it's really focused on what is that individual's special gift with regard to, to the, the sport you're talking about. Um, how can they teach me how to do this or that? Can they give me advice for, you know, locker room, or, you know, how do you get along with your teammates, or what kind of, uh, what kind of a diet do you keep, you know, to maintain, or what kind of a, a workout regimen, you know, and just any questions that, that revolve around the actual sport, and then those are questions you can ask that individual, but you're not going to be able to ask a full life history, like you would do with your grandmother. Right. So, with this type of technology, do you think, or has it been done, or do you think that it could be done that we could go back and create these for people who have already passed? With people who have like a big stack of journals, like let's say Queen Victoria, like recorded her life every single day. Like, is that something that could eventually just be recreated? Yeah, we do that. You do? Excellent. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's so funny because in, I think it was 2015 or 2014, Story uh, Saturday Night Live did a spoof on our technology and they used like Henry VIII or something mm. or whatever, museum and it, it was awful. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, well, I found it offensive, but anyway, I guess any publicity is good publicity, right? <laughs> um, you know, we, okay, so let me, I have to be kind of clear on on some things we're not uh, you're so they're deep fakes right and people can do deep fakes and some of them are really really good some of them are horrible and have a massive uncanny valley and it's awful but um there are ways to do it very very realistically photorealistically and um it's a long process it's not as easy as doing just a, your typical deep fake um but add to that this, the, the things that you're having this individual say, for us, it's about authenticity. Mm. So we would not, any of our, our story file, we call them digital recreations. Any of our digital recreations are based, like you said, on the diaries, on actual video, on actual interviews that these people have said. Family have approved almost everything that we would use or, you know, the Institute that, that manages that identity. Um, it, it has to be based on their real life persona for sure for us. Now right. there's a place, there's a place, you know, 
I'm sure for making up stuff, but um, we're not that place. <laughs> we're not, it's not our, our specialty. Yeah. What would you want people to know if they're want to really get into this and they're really interested in doing this in their family? Like what advice or tips could you give that um, would be helpful to them if they're going to start this process? I um, really go through the questions, talk to your family, make it a, make it a fan as much of a family affair, you know, get, get questions from, from the family even. Um, and then when it comes to doing the interview, just keep in mind that it can take, you know, you might want to put aside a few hours. You might even want to put aside a few hours on different days. Just make sure that you kind of do it in the same time period, a time of day so that the lighting is similar. Mm. Um, if you want continuity, if that's important to you, make sure your interviewee is dressed the same, has the same, you know, jewelry or accessories, hair, like things, things are similar. Mm -hmm. um, and then make sure it's, they're well lit also. And just have fun asking the question and enjoy the moment and enjoy the time that you've got with this person to learn and really learn about their life. Uh, you are able to ask follow-up questions so you can enter in, like, let's say they say something and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> like you have so many questions. You can at the, in the moment, you know, add in some questions to the, to the script, to your storyline. So it's fine. Um, that's about it. I, oh, uh, audio, just make sure that you can really, you know, make sure you play a couple of the clips back to make sure you can really hear them and what they're saying mm -hmm. and just enjoy, enjoy the moment. It's a gift. It's really a gift. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's so amazing. I think about even, you know, the fact that I have thousands of photographs on my phone and I think about my mom going and getting just 25 from our vacation uh -huh. developed right. and like what a right. gift that is. This is a right. step even further in the direction of like, I can remember mm -hmm. my family, my ancestry for generations to come. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and think about those photographs mm -hmm. and everybody in them. They can, they can, you can, you will be able to download or upload a photo um, right now, the individual can actually hold the photo in, while you're recording them. But think about all the people in the photo that you will not know generations from now. Mm -hmm. They can tell the story behind that photo. Why was this picture one of the 25 that I picked mm -hmm. to put, you know, out of that that trip that we had, you know, 500 photos from? Right. What, you know, what was happening that day? Why is the... This, there's this one picture of uh, my grandmother and she's just got this bow on her and she's in a field like, and, and I'm like, what, what was going on? <laughs> Why did you take this? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it'd be great to, everything has a story, everything, objects, you're wearing a beautiful necklace, like everything has a story behind it. Mm -hmm. Tell those stories, leave that for future generations so that they treasure what you've treasured, mm. you know? Yeah, this is amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell people where they can get access to StoryFile, where they can follow you and what you're doing um, in the future? All the usual places, mm -hmm. StoryFile and Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
you can go into storyfile.com and it's if you want to do your family history it's storyfile life so it'd be storyfile.com slash life but you can find it on storyfile.com easy easily everything's there I love that so much. Well, thank you for being here today. This was so interesting to talk about. And like, what a gift this is that um, Storyfile has created and now all of us can use it. Yes. And to your, to your point with the, the history, may, you know, 50 to 100 years from now, maybe, may we all be able to talk to the people that actually lived through that history and not just talk amongst ourselves, but actually talk with them and learn from them. Right. You know, I can think about how my great, great grandchildren can know about my experiences on 9-11. Yeah. And I don't know how my grandparents felt the day that JFK was assassinated. Never asked. Those are all questions in the script. Amazing. to her story on the rocks we are independently produced by 1986 entertainment and proudly recorded in baltimore maryland if there's a woman in history you would like us to cover you can email us at herstoryontherocks at gmail.com you can also message us on twitter or instagram we post all of our cocktail recipes on tuesdays so that you can go get all the supplies you need and drink along with us see you next week bye